International success coach and noted author, Constance Arnold, delivers life-changing strategies through her own spiritual practices, as well as with best-selling authors and experts that she interviews. Think, Believe, and Manifest is specially designed to empower your mind and words to work for you and to bring about a life you've been dreaming of. And now, here's Constance Arnold. Well, hello, Power of the Manifester. Welcome to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. And of course, I am Constance Arnold, host of the Think, Believe, and Manifest talk show. And of course, I am coming to you from the ATL also known as Atlanta, Georgia. Guess what? I am so grateful, so thankful, so appreciative that you made a decision to tune in today. And with all of the faith that's on the inside of me, I believe that as you listen or as you watch that your life will never be the same again. Well, it is a foggy but wonderful day here in the ATL. And I pray that wherever you are, that you made a decision to make it a great day. Well, I am doing really well. It has been a wonderful week for me. You know, I made a decision that I am going to bring more joy and more bliss into my life as much as I can during my day. It might be something as small as sitting outside, getting some vitamin D with my dog Angel so she can sunbathe or sitting at my dining room table, having a great cup of coffee or, or, or just having encounters with people that are so enriching. You know, when you make a decision, I'm not saying that your days are easy, or, or I'm not saying that your days are not really packed full of all kinds of things that you need to complete. But you know, God wants us to live life. God wants us to have ha happiness and, and joy. And you can make a decision to look at all the good around you and and, and choose happiness. Choose being blissful. Even when you're standing in a long line, you maybe wanting to check out, you can take out your iPhone and say, wow, this is a great time for me to read the, the word of the day. So I want you to live your life like that. You know, that came straight from the spirit because I had not intended to say that. But uh, my very special guest today is uh, Rachel Jane you know, like getting your groove on Groover. And she's going to talk to us about how do you take a quantum leap in your life, you know, using the law of attraction. I know it's going to be so good. She has a seven-figure business and teaches other people not only how to have a seven-figure business because money is not everything, but just how to live an abundant life. If you haven't listened to some of my latest shows, you need to go back. You know, somebody asked me, Constance, how do I go all the way back to listen to shows back in 2009? Because on iTunes and iHeart, I know if you go to Blog Talk Radio and put in Think, Believe, and Manifest, you can go all the way back to 2009 when I first started and and listen to those and what are you doing you're feeding your soul you're nurturing your soul you know they say that 
we need to hear something seven times. So if you listen to my show and then you don't listen again, 80% of what you heard, you're going to forget over 72 hours. So you have to listen, take notes, execute. Listen, take notes, uh, meditate on, execute. So that's how you go all the way back to 2009. What else do I want to say? I would love to come to your business and uh, really teach some leadership training. You know, since the pandemic uh, is over, people don't want to go back to work. So companies are really having to uh, motivate their employees. How do you motivate half of your staff who's virtual? And the other half who's may coming in, maybe coming into the office. How do you motivate your employees to come back in? Well, you guys know that for about 10 years, my consulting company, I traveled all over and did leadership training. I would love to really craft something special for your team. So if you are VP, uh, if you uh, are on a committee or if you're a project manager, let's talk about what I could do to really come in and, and motivate and inspire. I'm really great at doing team building and, you know, and it is so much fun. And whether we like it or know it, it is an employee's market and employers are really learning after the pandemic that uh, employees really, really have the upper hand and uh, they are really looking for people to come in and help them. And I would love to do that. Let's do a discovery call and talk about it. Also, if you're interested in coaching, uh, reach out to me for a discovery call. You know, when you're working with me, you're getting a, a counselor, a behavior specialist, and you're getting a law of attraction coach. You know, I was just thinking this week. It's really my gift. Somebody said, Constance, how do you do it? I said, it's my gift. It's my calling. It's it's the anointing that God has put on me that I'm able to just kind of find out what's going on with the person and help them to move from that way of thinking, that behavior uh, to what they desire. So moving you strategically from where you are to where you want to be. And just in my own life, I, one of my clients asked me, well, do you ever, you know, do you ever get upset? Are you happy all the time? Absolutely not. But I've learned how to choose. And, and just in my life, I just got sick and tired 30 years ago of just making the same mistake, making the same choices with in relationships, that's men and in my friendships, making the same choices with money, making money, but then money going through my hands, choosing relationships where the man was not committed, committed to me, choosing relationships. I didn't know what I was doing subconsciously, uh, choosing relationships where I had to fix, help. I always chose men who had potential. And I tell women and men, you don't choose potential. You choose what is. So, see, I've been through what I'm taking my clients through. 
And it was only next to my relationship with God. That's the spiritual part of me. But it was only when my soul was healed. And I was so shamed. I tried to do everything by myself. I, I was shamed and struggling in my business for years because I, I, I thought I could do it by myself. So I am taking you through what I have gone through personally. So I, I like to work with people who are ready to make a commitment and ready to do the inner work. And if that is you, email me, Constance, at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. I think that is it. Oh, the last thing I want to say, I know that the Think, Believe, and Manifest talk show is blessing you every day, sometimes five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times a day. Some of you tell me that you're listening I'm thanking you in advance for your your gift. Uh, you can go to my website, fulfillingyourpurpose.com, and hit the red donate button, uh, or you can cash out me, dollar sign, Constance Arnold, or you can zell me, Constance, at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. Let's take a deep breath in, everybody, as we get ready for Rachel Jane. Let's let it out opening ourselves up to the unlimited possibilities that are available to us. Thank you, Father. We'll be right are back. Are you feeling stuck? Are you ready to live a life beyond your wildest dream? Constance Arnold is a seasoned and experienced professional licensed counselor for 25 years and a certified success life coach and would love to partner with you to create your dreams. She's coached and trained over 10,000 clients on five continents and has a proven track record of success. Constance will assist you in getting a clear vision for your life and develop customized strategies, projects, and action steps to begin manifesting your dream. Contact her today at Constance at fulfillingyourpurpose.com and visit her website at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. Well, everybody, I'm back and I'm excited. And I know what you're saying, Constance, you're always excited. That's a good thing, right? Energy, mm -hmm. energy flows. And um, we have a powerful guest today. Uh, Rachel Jane Groover is a best-selling author of Powerful and Feminine and Divine Bread Crumbs. She's also the founder and CEO of the Awakened School. I can't wait to hear what she says about that, a program that really helps world changers create their vision through cutting-edge educational experiences. Her programs are really to accelerate the spiritual awakening presence a lasting inner peace, and she has really created a multi-seven-figure uh, business, and she's going to teach us how we can really, in this world, uh, number one, inner peace. I said to her before we got started that inner peace is the new success, so can you have inner peace and live out your purpose fully? So we're going to find out. So Rachel Jane, welcome to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you, Constance. It's great to be here and just, uh, you know, love everything that you're doing and your energy. It's it's okay. clear that you are living what you 
talk about? Create it to live it and walk it out. So you, you're currently living in Colorado, right? That's right. From Australia, Melbourne, Australia, to Oregon, where I, I, I picked up my husband, <laughs> my American <laughs> husband. Then we moved to Colorado and been here for uh, the last uh, 13 years. It's been amazing. Well, good. Well, we want to help some folk all over the world today. But before we get into that, tell listeners about your, your own story, because really our own story has really, I tell people, whatever your message will become your message. And uh, right. share your journey just a little bit with listeners. Yeah, I mean, growing up and getting close to that idea of where do I go for college? Do I go to college? Do I, you know, what am I about? What's my purpose? I really couldn't figure out if I was meant to entertain the world or, you know, change people's lives in a, in a you know, more inspiring way. And mm -hmm. I, I just was always pulled to those two things. So I decided, okay, I'm going to save the world. I won't entertain. I'll save the world and I'll become a social worker. Mm -hmm. and realized very quickly that that was not what I was put on the planet <laughs> to do and and bless people who do that work. I mean, that's just incredibly powerful and, and needed mm -hmm. work. So I um, said to, you know, my parents, I'm going to quit college and go and be a singer. And they kind of raised one eyebrow, like, what, what do you mean? <laughs> hang on, hang on. What do you mean? Because I had not grown up as a singer I was not known as that person which often happens in their you know childhood or teens or what have you but I knew I had a fairly good voice and I had just met someone who told me that I had a good voice that was mm. enough I was like okay I'm gonna be a singer <laughs> and so I quit everything decided to do that and ended up finding that I was good at it and loved performance particularly the energy of stage presence what creates a moment on stage where people are magnetized to versus just trying to entertain people. But in the music industry, if anyone knows that industry, you can get very caught in doing things that you just don't really want to do. I was doing a lot of weddings and a lot of parties and a lot of entertaining drunk people, if you know mm, what I mean. I know what and you I mean. just was, yeah, it's like, I just, it got, it got to a place like I was doing my own, um, my own original work and all that, that was great, but I was just getting a little burnt out from it. And this was about 1999, 2000. And that was the same time that Oprah was having her first guests on her show around personal and spiritual development and law of attraction and all of that. And now I'm back in Australia, so I don't know what's going on here at this point. But we get Oprah, we get the Oprah show. So mm -hmm. I was watching her have Dr. Phil and Gary Zukov and Ayanna Van Sant and all of those people back there. And I was riveted. I was so engaged. I just watched, you know, I think it was every Thursday she would have one of these, you know, why mm -hmm. these people on. And so I would just do that and realize I want to be in this world more. And at the same time, I was doing my own in a journey. I went to Tony Robbins. I went to every possible person that came to Australia, but secretly going, I want to move to America. I felt intuitively like my man was there <laughs> because I, my love life sucked really badly. It was not going well in Australia. And I was really attracted to 
all the consciousness work that was happening that was not happening in Australia at that time. So with that eventually moved, it was a complete miracle how that happened. It was a complete miracle that I ended up working for Neil Donna Walsh, who wrote the Conversations with God book series. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. So that's how I got my first foot in the door here in this country. I was an intern there. And that was just such serendipity because he was someone who was in the industry. He was doing retreats and workshops and speaking and written these books that sold 25 million copies or more, even at that time. So to learn all about how that worked, then I was there for six years, decided, you know, I feel like I'm supposed to be in front of the room myself, not the one handing him tissues and water and, you know, all of that. And I jumped. Um, well, I said that I would jump. I said that I would jump and I didn't. And I kept saying, I'm going to make the leap to do my own thing, to do what I love. And I didn't. And in 2006, the spiritual proverbial two by four came and hit me to get me out of that because whatever you're saying and intending is going to happen, whether it's a nice way or not. And I had a very, very significant back injury while I was traveling with Neil um, in England. And I couldn't get back for months, not even on a lie down stretcher bed. It was extremely mm. challenging. And I was in that for about two and a half years of my life of understanding what it's like to be um, disabled to a, to a large degree and trying mm. to build a business. And then I was kind of in this question of what you were saying before that can can you have peace can you have success at the same time and I was very much at the beginning like yeah if I just think about it and pray about it and envision it the business is going to happen and it didn't it, it didn't yeah. I, I had to learn skills that you and I have now learned that we have to do in order to build the business so that started growing those skills along with this inner work and when they both joined together, then things started to it's click. powerhouse. Absolutely. So, so I call it spiritual and successful. And both of those two have to come together. So true. I want to go back and unpack a little bit about you, you knowing you should take the jump, the leap of faith, but, but not doing it. To, I'm talking to listeners right now. Maybe you know you should start that business. You know you should get out of your comfort zone. How, what was it in you? And what can you say to listeners about taking the jump? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, I'll never do it again. And I'll never, I'll never not take the jump again when it is that clear. Because if, if you listeners look back at your life, and see when you should have made the jump and you didn't, you probably can see a big problem occurring, whether that was the relationship going bad, your health started to suffer, depression kicked in, you started drinking too much. Something happened when you don't do that after a certain period of time. So me looking back at that and you looking back at the, that's what happened last time is the biggest motivation for me to never do it again because I don't want to be caught in there. And so I have those conversations with myself. Okay, Rachel Jane, I'm not really making a move on this. You know what happens when the divine is pulling you and you have that moment with yourself. 
The other thing I would say is you will never, ever be prepared. You will never know what's coming. I didn't know what's coming. I probably would never have started my business if someone told me. Right. And it's the same thing with with sometimes relationships, sometimes with moving a moved country. I did not know one person in this country when I moved. Mm-hmm. That was hard. That was I was in a lot of challenge for a little while. But you've got to realize that the divine breadcrumbs, as I say in, in my second book, they will appear if you are clear. And they have always appeared better than I imagined better than I imagined, but you've got to be able to go through that period of like, okay, I'm telling the universe, I'm telling God, I'm telling the spirit of my understanding that this is where I'm going and I am going to jump off that trapeze and really spirit is the other side of the trapeze. Like it's going to come meet you, but you're never going to be prepared. We work with so many people in the beginning that overthink it. Mm -hmm. They They think they've got to have all the ducks in a row, but it's like you said, Constance, the mess is the message. And when you make that leap, it's the freak out that can give you the exact moment, Mm -hmm. the exact thing that you need. Because in that, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, you know, I did it. And what do I do next? That's now putting your focus and attention on the thing that is next, not same old job, same old relationship, you know, you should be out of because it is not healthy, Mm -hmm. the same healthy you know um physical health or no self-care or whatever you know when you make the leap something will show up so true so you mentioned your book divine breadcrumbs give us a couple of excerpts or principles from that so that it will help listeners to really get out of their comfort zone so somebody yeah. asked, and, and moved forward. Somebody asked me, said, are you out of your comfort zone? I said, I, I'm on a limb and uh, <laughs> and there's no going back. Exactly. But, but there is excitement and joy and growth and expansion when you do. So what are a couple of principles from Divine Breadcrumbs that could help listeners? Yeah, Divine Breadcrumbs is a full memoir. So my first book was really a self-help prescriptive for women mm-hmm. wanting to get in their feminine power and really attract the attention that they want. And Divine Breadcrumbs actually, I got I wrote it in three and a half days wow. in retreat. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what I was going to write because I I had up to that time, I had overly relied on my strategic mind. Mm. overly relied on okay let me plan this out and if I don't know how it's going to go and all those kinds of things and so I decided I'm going to sit here I know I want to write my next book and I am open to you I am open to you my spiritual team is what I call it or you know all of the unseen support my mm-hmm. past mom and ancestors I'm like, okay I'm yours so I would say that's one of the biggest um, principles of the book is surrender, is oh, spiritual wow. surrender, because the magic and the inner peace and everything that has occurred in my life that has been amazing is because I have become receptive. I have become less strategic and more receptive. So we talk a lot about receiving in the book, a lot about spiritual surrender through full story that if anyone is on the path, the the tagline is a woman's search for true love and enlightenment. So this Mm -hmm. was all about 
before I met my husband and what allowed me to move through the craziness of relationships I was making, mistakes after mistakes, and enlightenment, which to me is the spiritual awakening, unshakable inner peace experience. And I wanted both of those things, and I did not have both of those things. And so it's it's personal, but I would highly recommend it to anyone who is in a place where you are struggling with trusting. If you're struggling mm. in the moment of like, can I trust to go? Can I trust to make that leap? Can I? This would be a very inspiring book for that. Um, and I also talk about shadow, uh, my own shadow, the shadow work that I had to do because um, the shadow work is the things that you haven't really in your psyche brought into integration, you know? So mm -hmm. I was a very lovely nice Australian girl. And I didn't want <laughs> anyone to think I was arrogant. I didn't want anyone to mm -hmm. think that I thought I was better than I didn't want anyone to think not like me. And as I was moving toward being more successful in my career and wanting to then take a leap, I had a very big push pull dynamic because it was not okay. It was not okay to say, I'm really good at this. It's not okay to say I'm better than someone else at this. I was like, no, 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 no. Everyone's going to say, you know, who do you think you are? Or, mm -hmm. um, you know, you think you're better than us now, don't you? Is that why? Is that right? I mean, we've all had some version of that with family or friends. And I had kind of a lot of trauma around that because I got that a lot when I was young. And so the shadow work piece is about owning all the aspects of you mm -hmm. and that I am a humble person. I, I, I think I've have been that my whole life. But I'm also the opposite. I'm also a superior person. I know when I'm better. I know when I can help. I know when I'm like, hey, listen, I've done this. And it was it's like kind of working those polarities um, of that. And so I talk a lot about the struggle of that and how that was a huge piece of me owning my value and owning my power and being able to stay humble, being able to stay a, a learner and a follower, not just a leader. Um, and, and then I also think probably the third thing is just a lot about relationships in that book, you know, yeah. making good choices and following the spiritual guidance that I got. I mean, I was in Australia and when I'm asking, you know, my spiritual team, where is he? They said, America. And that was one of the first times I heard this clear, clear voice. It was clearly not my own. It wasn't just my intuitive sense. And when I got to America, I said, okay, where is he? Because I thought it was one guy and it wasn't. And I said, where do I go to meet him? And they said, Toastmasters. Mm. And I went to Toastmasters. I met my husband, but I had judgments about him for three years, <laughs> never went out with him. And after three years said, where is my guy? And they said, sing, sing again. So I asked my husband, I asked my, my not husband at that point, I asked the friend that I knew who was a really good musician, Dada Groove. I said, would you be in my band? I think I'm just going to start playing music again. And he said, yeah. And then we say it was the beginning of the end. <laughs> we knew at that point playing music what together, you know. But it, it was just this, it was the intuition and the receptivity again that that book is all about. 
Well, you know, I love that. And listeners, she says some major keys and, 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 you know, moving away from just strategy, but opening up yourself to the unlimited, divine, loving, caring spirit that is within you who wants to help you co-create just a powerful life. And it's interesting that you, sounds like that you were sitting in silence. Am I right? Those three days or you were kind of, you were kind of still. Absolutely. They're just receptive, open, open vessel still. And I wrote as fast as I possibly could, even if I started thinking it was crazy. And I didn't stop because, again, like I said before, I was overly leaning on my strategic mind. And I knew if I stopped and I reread what I wrote, I would have got in my head about it. And so I I just had to go for it. And what came through, I mean, I I literally, Constance, thought I was going to write how to make an impact in the world with your business because we had done so well Mm -hmm. and help other people lead. And what came out was the most embarrassing, humiliating, and inspiring stories of my life around love and spirituality. You know, I love it. And the fact that she did her shadow work, that that might be your limiting beliefs, your unresolved childhood stuff, you know, whatever that looks like. That is so major and so important. And, you know, um, you know, Rachel Jane, yeah, that's one name. <laughs> yes. uh, uh, Rachel Jane, you know, just listening to your story, I can see the handprint or the thumbprint of the spirit and the law of attraction working. You Absolutely. made a decision. I mean, what are the chances of you working for Neil Donald Walsh, correct? I mean, I mean what are the chances? So you were, once she made the leap, she was guided, doors were open for her, but Absolutely. she had to make a decision. And and the decision, thank you for saying that word, because most people don't realize that they have not decided. They think mm. they've decided, but they haven't. And so there's a few times a year I run a Facebook challenge called Manifesting a Miracle. Okay. And and anyone can join. We're at theawakenschool.com. It's all free. So that's, that's aside, but what people don't realize in the beginning of their manifesting a miracle, whether that is a money miracle, a health miracle, a get out of their job miracle, is they think they've decided and they haven't. And so it's important to feel the energy of what a decision feels like in your energy system and what does I'm throwing it out there. I'm, I'm, I'll, 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 I'll intend and I'll see how it goes. Mm. And people think that, oh, I'm just going to intend it. Oh, I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm just going to line up with it. But actually decision is what cuts off the other option of like, well, I'll just go back. And there's an energy of empowerment. I mean, Constance, what does it feel like when you actually make a decision that it is happening no matter what? No matter, this is it. I'm committed. I won't look back. I'm not looking to the left or the right. I am resolute in my soul. And what happens in your physical body? I mean, I don't know if they can hear it or see it, but it's like you you just got stronger. You got more internal. You got more in your core as you were saying that. Mm -hmm. And that's it. 
this is who I am and this is what I have. And she feels gr- more grounded. Mm-hmm, she mm-hmm. feels more empowered and you feel happier. Like there's, there's an energy that comes with that. And so many people think that if I decide I'm going to lose something, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be too attached or whatever. And that's not actually the way it works in the beginning. And then what someone can do, and everyone who's listening can do this with something you think you've decided on or something that you've been trying to create through law of attraction, but has not been working. Then think of like, okay, what's the energy of decision? And then what's the energy of, yeah, I really want this. I'm, I'm putting it out there. I'm throwing it out to the universe, whatever the words you say. And actually that is, is hedging your bets. It's hedging. We'll see. We'll throw it out there. We'll see what happens. And when you hedge your bets, what does that feel like? You hedge your bets. We'll see. You don't feel your core. You feel a little shaky. Your mind then, because you don't have that ooh, ooh, ooh that Constance just had, which Mm -hmm. is like, I am resolute. I am (laughs) then your then your mind starts taking over and it's like, oh, I don't know, you know. I'm a bit worried or anxiety comes in of like, is it going to happen? So decision comes first, then all of the other practices of law of attraction, of, of, you know, up-leveling your joy, being open to receive, spiritual surrender, very clear on what you want and open to something even greater. All of those things come after you have to make a decision and jump off that trapeze that that's where we're going. So really, another word for decision is choice. I'm choosing. This is, or I'm I'm choosing. This is my intention. This is what I'm focusing on, et cetera. So tell me your thoughts on the law of attraction, because you said you make a decision first and then the law of attraction, because I can see the law of attraction just just the golden core throughout you know what you shared about your life oh absolutely absolutely and decision is a part of that law of attraction because it's just the it's just that first step of well probably before that first step let's be honest is what do I not want we have to we have to deal with the contrast we have to deal with I don't like this anymore and we have to be able to have the courage to put our feet in the fire of this isn't working and what do I want instead? Um, so that's first, that clarifies what it is that I really want. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm clarified of what I want, it doesn't have to be specific, but it's this, a new business opportunity or a new job or something, then decision has to click in. And then it's these law of, other law of attraction principles. So I... I am a huge um, uh, Esther Hicks fan, huge um, follower of Law of Attraction. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of people that come to the Awakened School that have been listening to Law of Attraction for 20 years and still have a very difficult time creating what they want. So where I come in is like, what's going on there? Because it's not that you need to watch another YouTube (laughs) of something there. There's something else going on. And that's when I get excited about the work because I can see it. I can see it energetically. I can see it vocally. I can see it in their, their vertical core. I can see it. I can hear it because if you think of the law of attraction being an energetic signal, you're a signal and the universe or God 
the, the source of your understanding is receiving that signal and it is giving you the same thing back. It's that like attract like. So the only way I'm going to change what is coming to me is my energetic signal. And so what people do is they start going to their mind and they start making it conceptual. I'm going to get my vision board out. I'm going to do all these things, but their energy never changes around that thing. I just had a conversation with a woman the other day who was at one of our workshops and she says, I'm having money issues and I keep having money issues and I'm doing all this law of attraction and I'm going to NLP and I'm doing all these things. And I said, hang on, hang on, just wind it back, wind it back for me. What are you actually doing? Like, and I had to go step by step of like, what does she think law of attraction is? Mm-hmm. And what she said was, someone's told me that I need to see myself with money in a, in, you know, like a few steps ahead. Like, okay, I'm seeing myself with money. And then I work backwards into the, now what do I do next? And what do I do next? And I feel it and I see it and I, and you know, like kind of a visualization. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, well, and then, but then what happens when you're outside of the visualization? And she's like, well, I feel scared. I feel this. I feel I'm worried about money. And so what she had been taught was just a mental projection of what she's trying to get versus being the energetic signal of wealth and abundance. Oh, that's and good. So I'm sure you see it a lot, right? It's it's there's a there's a misunderstanding of mm-hmm. the mental realm and visualization and the energetic signal. Like when I got on with Constance this morning, at least in our time this morning, because mm-hmm. I'm in Colorado and she's in Atlanta. I could see your energetic signal. You're the energetic signal for receiving joy, for receiving beauty, for receiving unexpected cool things. So true. You know, right? My, right. You know, my interior decorator, he he redecorated my home and he said something profound. And he said, You're in a different vibration now. So your home needs to reflect your energy and the vibration that you live in because he said beauty is a vibration it is absolutely so so when you said beauty you know that's nothing but the truth so for a listener who has been listening to me for 14 years I hope I hope you manifest or maybe you listen to Esther Hicks and and Dr. Joe Vitale, Dr. Dr. Joe Vitale, and everybody in the secret, but you still haven't manifested. So when they come to you and your school, when you say energetic, unpack that for us. Yes, yes. So another way would be using your word vibration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is people are vibrating at different energy levels and in different areas of their life. You know, one can feel really great with family and really bad with money or really great with money and bad in intimate relationships. So it's not just this one, you know, set point thing. Um, And so what happens is we, we, we send off a signal and we, we already all know this by walking past someone on the street. If someone's Mm -hmm. having a bad day, and they pass on the street. We're like, yeah, that person is not having a good day. And if you walked past Constance, man, she would stop traffic if you walked past her on the street. You would feel it. 
So don't overthink it too much. That's what's happening, right? Okay. That's what's happening. And so we've got to be able to feel more joy, more um, peace and all of that. And that happens by going into the fire of what is stuck. So I think about it, if you've got this, this river and it's the divine river and you're in the flow and you, you're in this boat and it's a perfect temperature day and you're just like, yes, I'm receiving life. I'm in the law of attraction. But you get caught in the weeds on the side. You're going to go toward the knot to unpack that weed to get yourself released. You're not going to be like, if I just sit here and visualize that I'm not in the weeds anymore, I won't be in the weeds. No, you've got to go toward what you most don't want to go toward. And that is the biggest thing that a lot of people who follow the secret, because the secret mm -hmm. was just an introduction, they don't realize that I'm trying to go in this direction, but the unconscious or the dominant vibration is I'm in the weeds and we only resolve something if we confront it. We There's That's only good. resolution if we confront it. So we've got to be able to get stable in our system, stable in our body. That's why I do a lot of embodiment work, a lot of can I stay grounded and heart open and crown open no matter what. If I can get someone doing that, then they're able to go toward the thing that they've never wanted to go towards. They may not even be aware of it that keeps dragging them down. But now they have a level of presence to bring to this knot. Because if you just go toward the knot and then start telling the story about it and going, this isn't, you know, this is not working anymore, you've got no presence to dissolve this. And one more thing I'll say about it is when you can up the level of your presence, vibration. Um, energetic frequency when you do that a high vibration naturally gets attracted to low vibration in you hmm. meaning it's it's getting pulled to the stuck places to shine the light on it shine the light on it in order to dissolve it because high frequency is stronger than lower That's frequency good. and so then you can go okay i've got higher frequency and if I can just be present enough, and I've done this many times in my life and I've been shaken, I'm like, I don't want to look at this. I don't want to deal with this. Mm -hmm. This is ugly. This is, but if I can hold presence at the same time, I might feel nauseous. I might shake. I might, but I hold it and I see it and it dissolves. It dissolves for good. Ooh, but if you so go around good. that, if you go around that with your lovely law of attraction, mental practices, good luck. It ain't going to happen because you've got, happen. you know, you've got two things pulling. You've got your mind. Yeah, 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 I want that. But you've got your dominant frequency, which is still got, you know, things going on. And I'm not saying, just to be clear, I'm not saying you have to, you know, feel terrible and bring mm -hmm. up your old stuff and, I, I'm not actually a big one for bringing up old stuff. I'm not. I'm a big one for staying in your body, staying in high frequency and feeling the shake. And can you stay in that fire with me? Eye contact to eye contact when you want to run just for a few minutes. That can be enough. You don't have to drag up all the old stories because that's going to oh, pull true. you even away. You know, I was telling the client yesterday, when God reveals, he heals. 
And she said, what do you mean? Because she was upset because other stuff was coming up because yes. she's in a healthier healing place. Yes. But then she realized something about her dad. And I'm like, I said, we should be saying hallelujah. Thank yes. you, God. Yes. And you just described so eloquently because she's in a higher vibration. Yes. That light began to shine on that thing that's been holding her back. And I said, when God reveals, he heals. That's beautiful. I got and goosebumps. So, it, so it's no way to be tripping over that and saying, oh, my God. So, you know, this is so good and wonderful what you're sharing so i want to talk a little bit about your awakened school and i looked at some of the programs that you are teaching and man they are phenomenal <laughs> thank what, you what made you decide to really um uh, start become the founder of this and how can listeners really tap into some of the programs that you have? Yeah, well, it started with me and my husband, very new husband at the time going, let's, let's do some work together. Let's do a business together. Mm -hmm. And um, we really didn't know what we were doing. We, we struggled <laughs> for a long time. We did not come from a place of popping out of the womb, knowing marketing and sales, mm -hmm. which is not that. Uh, but I was starting to do Art of Feminine Presence, which was my first training that have now we've had 13,000 women go through. It's wow. been amazing. We've traveled the world doing that. And that really just started in my basement. It was five women doing a weekly class in my basement. I didn't have any big grandeur plans of mm -hmm. where it went. Um, but it was working to a certain degree. And these women were coming over and very soon I had 35 women a week coming over to my little house because they just were like asking a woman, what are you doing? And they would say, I'm going to Rachel Jane's living room and we're <laughs> practicing art of feminine presence because they could see it. They could mm -hmm. feel it and they could see it in their friends. And so that was the first one. And my husband was doing the awakened speaker. He was a really great, he is a great speaker and he loved doing speaker trainings for people who were very scared of that or, or needed to share their message in some way. And so we had two programs. So that's how it started. And then as we grew and realized what, what we had to do in order to make the business work, the business started growing and it got pretty successful. And so all of our spiritual, you know, connected people who were at that high vibration were like, what are you guys doing? Cause you went through bankruptcy and we're in poverty consciousness for the last three years. And what's just happened, you know? And we started the Awaken Business School for people who just wanted to, you know, hit six figures, maybe, you know, maybe a few six figures a year, something like that, um, because we'd crossed that million dollar mark. So we created that. And then we both are writers and we wrote our books and they were from this highly receptive place. The next, the third one coming out is that. And people wanted to learn like, how are you doing this? That's divinely inspired and written as a page turner. So then we did the inspired writer. So people can come and write their mm -hmm. book in three and a half days in that place. We keep them in that vibration for the whole time. And it kind of sparked from there 
and we created a lot of other things. And now I love, because we've got, I don't need to create another program. I've got <laughs> so much. You have, you have lots of programs. I've got lots of programs, but what we love, and it would be a great place for people to start is join the Awaken School Facebook group because we do, we're about to do um, a five-day outlining your book challenge where you get into this state and then we'll do a manifesting a miracle challenge and then we'll do a um, a business challenge for those that need to. So there's a lot of free things to do. You can become a free member, but it's all around education in and experience. That is why we get such great results is because- yeah. You can learn from a YouTube, you can learn from a, you know, podcast, you can learn from that when I'm a big consumer of, of learning. But if you're about to create an unshakable transformation in your life, you have to recreate the situation that you did it in the past and now do it at a new time, yeah, witnessed okay. by another person. So you can't like learn to be a great, great speaker at home. So we create this environment where we you're going to be in the nervousness, right, of what how you usually mm -hmm. do it or overperforming, trying a little too hard. And we put you through this process where by the end, you're now experiencing in your body, in every cell, this is now how I speak. This is now how. Yeah. It's the same thing with writing. It's the same thing with um, the art of masculine presence. I know a lot of men are um, leading, uh, listening here is mm -hmm. for the longest time when I would do a speech and there was half men and half women in the room, the men would be like, Can, why can't we come? Because this is all about stuff we need to know. Even to a point, one of the men in the back of the room one day said, oh, we're heels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's and funny. so I ended up doing the art of masculine presence for the last few years. And, and, that's about putting them in a situation that usually would make them not feel safe or not feel empowered. And I walk them through how to do it, how to do it again, how to do it again, how to do it again, while people are watching you because all of our stuff got wound up in relationship to other people. When we were younger, it all got wound up in relationship. Mm -hmm. So the only way to unwind it is in relationship with people. So we have um, a historic church in downtown Loveland that we're renovating right now into our retreat space. So our community can keep coming back to a sacred place, not the boring Marriott's, which is where we've been for the last, <laughs> um, you know, long time. But really to do the work, you have to be in community. You can't be isolated. So and that's true. what the Awakened School is, is giving a space for people who've been on a personal spiritual development path for a long time. Our people have been doing this for 10, 15, 20 mm -hmm. years, but there's still some glitches in the system that they might want to work through with other people that are very committed to this. This is so good. So quicker, we got about five minutes. It went by too fast. So yeah. I want you to tell listeners the greatest miracle or the most amazing miracle. You talked about manifesting miracles in your own life. And then at the end of that, give us your website, your contact information. Uh, how can people reach out to you? Do you have any special programs, et cetera? So, so Rachel Jane, so when you think about what has been one of the most miraculous, amazing, phenomenal, astounding manifestations in your life personally or professionally 
Well, I would definitely call my husband my best miracle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and everyone's heard that story already. Just because it was, it was like, do this, do this, mm-hmm. do this. And I wanted an extraordinary relationship. I didn't want a usual relationship. And we have that. It's it's he's he's just amazing. And our relationship, I would say, is extraordinarily loving and supportive and creative and all of that. So I sort of share that story. So the thing that I, I it's it's an it's a toss-up between two others. Okay. And it's, it's in the Divine Breadcrumbs book if anyone wants to read, but the healing of my back was a miracle. Mm. I was in eight to ten level pain for two and a half years. Mm. I couldn't get out of bed. I was peeing, standing up in the shower. It was so bad for Mm. so long. And I realized through the wisdom of my chiropractor at the time that I had not become unattached. I had become so attached to my healing. Mm. I was, there was no way that I could be with this for the rest of my life. I was going to heal this. This can't happen. And every time I would go into that attachment, my energy would drop, right? You know, law of attraction mm-hmm. enough. You could imagine it. It just kept dropping. I'm not healed. I'm not healed. I went into the, I'm what I'm not. And so I decided that I was going to be okay with always being disabled for the rest of my life. Wow. And I would find a way. And for about two weeks, I kind of was with that. Okay, well. I could have more parties and they could get me a wheelchair and they could wheel me out and I would have parties that way. And I, I could do my business just on the phone. So no one saw me and I'd lay down in the bed. I like really went and I, for in about two weeks, I'm like, you know, I got my guy. I got great friends. I'm going to be great. Mm. Within days, I was out of pain within days and surrender. that's spiritual, spiritual surrender. Okay. It was a miracle. And the other miracle was our home here. We live on 35 acres of the most beautiful Colorado foothills. We, we couldn't afford it. I'm doing it in air quotes. We couldn't make it work. And in some miracle, it did. We call our home Miracle Hill. Wow. Um, because it is, it it's a retreat center, and there was no way that we sh- we should have done this in where wow. we were where we were in our business or what have you. But a set of miracles has allowed us to be in this abundant retreat um, just outside of Loveland. It's only like five minutes to the edge of town, so we're not you know in the middle of nowhere. And so, so tell my li- international so. listeners that's then close to Denver, Colorado. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, um, what you is ask, your website? Yeah, you can go to, go to the Awakened School, theawakenedschool.com, and you can sign up to be a free member. There's tons of free stuff that we've got, and that will give you a sense to to be able to see me and see my husband and our other people that are working with us and to meet the community. And I would go to Facebook, the Awaken School group. If you want to join any of our challenges, that would be a great place um, to go as well. I love your spirit. You are a world changer. I, I, I love I love your the strategic side of you because I've been on your website 
how you walk people through change and transformation, but also your spiritual divine energy is very powerful. And, and Rachel Jane, thank you so much. Everybody, visit her work website. I'm telling you, this woman has it going on. She's the real deal. I didn't even get to a lot of my questions because we were just sort of flowing by the spirit, but I may have her back for part two. You come back for part two. So maybe by the end of the year, part two, and uh, y'all heard her. She agreed to it. And so <laughs> visit her website, join her Facebook group, and um, listen to this over and over again. Share it with your friends. Share it with your coworkers. Put it on your timeline if you're watching the video so that we can really transform and change the lives of others. Thank you again, Rachel Jane and everybody. Make a decision to create a great week. You know it is a decision and you really creating your life moment by moment. I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Think, Believe, and Manifest. Constance Arnold will be back next week with another great show just for you. For more information, please visit fulfillingyourpurpose.com.